Well, guess what? Katrina's going to bring the word. Let's welcome her. So good. It's a good night. And God is in the house. We're glad Katrina's here to bring the word. Thanks, Britt. There's just something we want to show you first. Hopefully it'll work. Got a call from Sue's our daughter. Something had destroyed her. The wedding place in town had just burned to the ground. So the guests were coming here to a mess that was severe. Ajax spray and wipe made everything all right. Makes cleaning oh so easy. It's tough on all things greasy. The wedding was a hit, the house looked great, I will admit. So thank you. Ajax spray and wipe. Who remembers those ads? Aren't they awesome? I watched another one this afternoon and it was a little bit older than that and um, I think the mother-in-law was coming and as she was walking down the street, all the plants were wilting on each side and it was, you know, everything was happening and she's madly cleaning the house because she's had an alert that the mother-in-law's on the way and then when she walks in the door, it's all sparkling and clean and they're great messages and um, yeah, great ads, I mean. And uh, what I want to talk to you about tonight is uh, spring cleaning. So Ajax Spray and Wipe, the cure-all, be-all, hear-all, doesn't quite work as well as it does on the ads though. Didn't you love that? Just spraying all that grease from the oven was totally gone. There were no smear marks, nothing. It just immediately wiped off. But the, did you notice only did one wipe? They didn't do a second wipe with the same cloth. Because we all know that when you do the second wipe with the second cloth, half the grease from the first wipe goes back on and you've got to go change your cloths and rinse them out. But anyway... We digress. Cleaning. There's a verse in Psalms 51 verse 10. It says, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. And um, today I want to talk to you about spring cleaning your heart and soul. Now I know it's autumn and spring cleaning is kind of an odd topic. But my sister lives in Canada and at the moment they're winding down the school year and it's spring so all the leaves are budding and everything. And she's, you know, got a two-year-old and a four-and-a-half-year-old. Oh, thank goodness we're past that stage. But she's in the process of thinking when she... And she's a teacher, so she's about to go on, on holidays. And she's thinking, when I'm on holidays, I'm going to get in and I'm going to clean out the cupboards and sort out the mess and do the whole house. And the kids will destroy it five minutes after she finishes it. But, you know, we all feel better when we do a bit of a clean-up, don't we? And you know what's amazing about our Christian walk is it often parallels um, the physical realm, doesn't it? We talk about, you know, having a shower or washing and we talk about cleansing and, and cleansing the blood. Well, why can't we do a bit of spring cleaning in our own hearts? Why don't, why don't we sort of look at the cobwebs and the bits and pieces in our hearts and, and see what's in there? So we're going to have a look and do a bit of a dust and a vacuum of our own hearts. And to be quite honest, I'm not a cleaner. I, I will do it under sufferance, but it's not my favourite chore in the world. Um, I'm quite happy with dust buddies right in the back corner. They're okay there. As long as they don't come out across the floor, then it's, then it's time to do spring cleaning. So what I want you to do right now is uh, stop and think, what's the state of my house? Whether that's your physical house or your spiritual house, but evaluate where you're at because that's the first thing you do, isn't it? Well, the first thing to come to when you decide to spring clean is you've got to actually have a look and say, yeah, it probably needs a clean. There's cobwebs up there. There's mould about two foot thick in the bathroom. It's time to do a bit of a clean. So the first thing we do is we actually have to notice that it's dirty, don't we? How many of you 
living a sparkling clean, pristine, homes and gardens issue, you know, clean spiritual house. Spiritual house. In your spiritual life, in your spiritual life, is your home sparkling clean and ready to go on a home decorator page? Or is it a bit of an old Queenslander that's got a few cobwebs in the corners and a few dust bunnies and a few little things, you know? The linen closet, if you open the door, will actually engulf you on the way out. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, mine's the same, but, you know, don't tell my husband. <laughs> but, you know, the first thing we do, the first thing that you do when you decide to spring clean is you actually notice the mess, don't you? Otherwise, you wouldn't decide to spring clean because it'd be clean, unless you're one of the OCD types, but we're not going there tonight. So the first thing you do, when you do when you do a physical clean is you have a good look around. You have a look in the linen closet and think, yeah, that pile needs to be sorted out. And you have a look in the junk drawer and you say, yeah, that needs a clean up. So when you're doing a, a spiritual look, what are the questions you need to ask yourself? What's the state of my spiritual house? If I opened up that, that closet, is there going to be a skeleton in there that I haven't dealt with? Is there a bit of unforgiveness or, or bitterness maybe sitting in there? Maybe I've got a fence stored in there when I took an offence and haven't let it go. Maybe there's, there's some habits there that aren't quite right. Sometimes a mess is really obvious to see, isn't it? But sometimes we just sort of close the door and make it look all right and sort of pretend it's not there. So the first thing we need to do is work out what's in our house that needs a clean-up. And how do you do that? How do you know what needs a clean well, there's this great verse in Philippians 4.8 and it says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So if you think about your house, your spiritual house, is everything in it true? Is everything in it honest? Do the things we do, are they just? Are our attitudes pure? Do we have inner beauty and are we lovely? Is the things we do and say of good report? Or are there little things that maybe don't quite line up with that? So the first thing we need to do is, is say, God, what are those things in my life maybe that I need to fix up a little bit, tweak a little bit? Sometimes they're not big things. They're, they're things that we need to change. And God will have this, God has this really amazing little ET finger. And when you least expect it, he'll go, that spot right there. And it's like, oh, I didn't know there was a dust bunny right there, God. And he'll highlight the next thing that he wants you to work on. We all walk a different journey. We all do life differently. And you know what? Each of us is going to tackle things in a different way. You know, what we might see in another person might be exactly the same thing we need to deal with ourselves. And God will convict us of what he wants us to work on next. It's our relationship with him that matters. It's very easy to point a finger at someone else and say, oh, you need to work on this and you need to work on that and you need to do this and you need to do that. But it's all about evaluating our own house. Have a look at our own house and see what renovations need to be done in it. What things in my house need to be tackled? What things in my spiritual house do I need to get a, du a duster out and clean? So the first thing we need to do is evaluate. Ask God, what in my house needs to be 
needs to be sorted out. The second thing we need to do, the second thing you need to do when you, when you spring clean is you sort of pull everything out of the cupboard, don't you? That's the time you go through the pantry and you pull all the weird and wonderful beans in the back of the cupboard out and donate them to the salvos. No, none of it. You'd do that, would you? No. No. So you find all those, and those mystery things in the back of the freezer. It's like, hmm, I wonder what that was and when I put it in there. Or there's some, something strange in the back of the linen closet and you pull it out and you go, Oh, I didn't know I still had that. I thought I got rid of that a while ago. So we do that, when not we? We get rid of junk. We go through and we think, yeah, I don't need that anymore. Or, you know, that's really past expiry. Or my kids have grown out of that. They don't need that anymore. That's another phase of my life. So we do a clean-up, don't we, when we spring clean. We sort through stuff. We get rid of the clutter. So I challenge you in your, de- in your, cl- in your spiritual life, what's cluttering up your life? may not be bad things but it may be things that are holding you back what things are getting in your way to serve in Christ at your greatest capacity are there some habits in there that may not necessarily be you know illegal or whatever but may just be holding you back you know maybe you spend too much time watching tv or watching um downton abbey or or something like that or you know too much time watching the news i knew a pastor once um one one that we've had a long time ago um that he actually went on a fast from the news because he used to start watching news at five o'clock in the afternoon and he'd stick you know how my dad used to do the same thing did anyone else's dad do it start with the five o'clock news and then there'd be the 5 30 on another channel and then the six o'clock and then you get the 6 30 of the local news and then seven o'clock was the seven o'clock report on abc and then if you were lucky you get the seven thirty correspondent after that so a bit of a news issue so he went on a, on a news fast so you know that's not it's not illegal it's not detrimental to our health watching too much news although that's debatable but it was cluttering up his life and God convicted him of it and he actually preached a sermon on it and said what's cluttering up your life and you know there's things in our life at different stages of our life that take up a lot of time and some things some of those things are good I'm not saying declutter your life of your children or your husband or anything like that but what I am saying what things are in your life that take up a lot of your time that you could be using otherwise. Cigarettes. A lot of time gets taken up having to go out and buy them and then go out and smoke them and then go out and earn the money to get them again. So, you know, lots of things. Like I said, maybe you're a news junkie and you watch three hours of news every day or, you know, like for me, it's MasterChef season. Oh dear, the MasterChef, it's on record. I will go home and watch it tonight. But, you know, like what's taking up your time and taking you away from the things you need to What's cluttering up your space? What's not allowing you to grow and develop the way God would have you? So work those out. What's getting in your way of serving Christ? Now, after you've worked out you need to clean your house and you've got rid of the extra junk, you just start pulling together all your tools for cleaning. So, you know, the mops and the buckets and the dusters and all that. Who would love to have one amazing machine or tool or something you just you know go and the whole lot to be done you don't need a vacuum cleaner and a duster and a cloth and the gumption and six amen daniel's direct needs to invent something right <laughs> seriously so wouldn't it be amazing or oh, a magic pill and you could just click your hands and it's all done wouldn't that be amazing 
I think there's a, there's a little um, there's a little um, cleaning elf in my house that does things when I'm at work, which is amazing. But um, every now and then he goes on strike, which is a bit sad. So, you know, I, get, I do get away with not cleaning things, but that's okay. But, you know, our spiritual house, we need to gather some tools. So what are our spiritual tools to help us to clean our house? Prayer, the Bible. The first and the foremost and the thing you need is your Bible, the Word of God. That's your tool for cleaning your house because the Bible will help highlight for you the things that aren't right in your, in your life. You know, the Bible is, the, is, your, is your roadmap. It's your tool. It's your guide. It's the thing you need to, to do. It's your duster and it's your broom and it's your, your spray and wipe and it's everything and your vacuum cleaner. It's everything in one that will help you work your way through whatever it is that God would have you to, to work um, through your life. So there's a verse in Hebrews 4.12. It says, The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. If you're reading your Bible and you're studying your Bible and you know your Bible and you're memorizing it, it will come back to you when you cross the line. It'll come back to you when you see those areas in your life. That's how God will highlight it to you. That and a really solid prayer life are the two major tools that you need to be able to declutter and spring clean your life. Without those two things, your relationship with God will be stunted. You won't grow and mature as a person. So you need to stay plugged into the Word. Memorize it. Get to know it. So verses like that come, come to your fore when you need it. The next thing you need besides the tools is you need all your cleaners. Again, I wish someone had invented some kind of... Uh, if you watched my big fat Greek wedding, Windex is the clear, clear all of everything. So Windex is it. But I know in my house I have Windex. But you know, every now and then you need a bit of gumption. And then sometimes you need a bit of bicarb on a stain or something. And then there's a bit of bleach on the mould signs. And so, you know, there's a few different tools you need to clean things up properly. But you know what? In our spiritual house, we only need one thing to clean us, and that's the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus will wash away every stain, every bit of mould in our life. Everything will be washed away by the blood of Jesus. All we have to do is use it. All we have to do is ask God for forgiveness, and that blood will wash it all away. 1 John 1 9 says if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All those little things in our, in, our, in our lives, the lying, the deceit, the hurt, the offence, the bitterness, those things we hold on to, the things that you know might be in the back corner of the linen closet or hidden in the garden shed or underneath the kitchen sink. Or in the back of the pantry. All those little things in our spiritual house that we are holding on to. If we let them go, the blood of Jesus will cleanse us and we'll be released and free from that thing that's cluttering us up and holding us back. And you know, even the most pristine, beautifully built house in the world, and I'm talking physical houses here, has dust or dirt somewhere in it. The most beautiful houses in the world still accumulate dust and dirt and need to be cleaned regularly. And our spiritual life is no different. 
Yes, as we get into a habit of cleaning it, it'll stay fairly clean. But there's always going to be a little nook or a cranny that God's going to say with his ET finger, that spot there is the next thing I need you to work on. That spot there, you've missed cleaning that last week. You need to work on that bit. God will be continually working on us and refining us. You know, things happen in our lives on a daily basis and things, it's very tempting to take offence at what happens to us. It's very tempting not to forgive. It's very tempting not to let go of habits that might be encroaching on, on you know, our time spent with God or our time spent with, with family and relationships. And it's very easy to hold on to some of those things and they become little dust bunnies in the corner. And sometimes we need to just release those. We need to get out the cleaning tools and the blood and let them go. Finally, after you've done your big, big, big spring clean. How many of you have done a really big spring clean or you've done a pack and a move and when you get to the new place, you say, I'm going to keep it clean this time. How many have actually succeeded with that? Let me shoot you. <laughs> Jody. <laughs> I know when, I, when every time I've moved house, I thought, this time I'm going to stay with a cleaning schedule. I'm going to keep it clean. I'm going to keep it tidy. And you know what? It hasn't happened ever. 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 Things come up. It's always great when your house is clean, isn't it? It's always nice when it's just been finished. And you sit there and you go, yes, I'm going to keep it clean. I'm going to keep it clean. I'm not going to let these things come in on my life anymore. But do you know what? Life gets in the way sometimes. And sometimes a relationship is more, more important than a physically clean house. I'm not saying let it get disgusting or horrible or unsanitary or anything like that. But, you know, sometimes it's okay to have a dust bunny in the corner of your physical house. Your spiritual house you need to keep clean. Endeavour to keep it clean. Once you've dealt with something, don't take it back on again. Let it go. Once God's worked you through something, let it go. Don't take it back on board again. Don't take on unforgiveness again. Don't take on offence again. Don't take on guilt again. Don't take habits on again. Let them go. Let God work through you and aim to keep your house clean, your spiritual house. Hide the word of God in your heart keep on top of things we're going to ask the band to come up right now and uh while they're they're playing i want you to stop and think about that first step how is your physical house is it clean or are there things that you're holding on to right now that you need to do a bit of a spring clean on what's happening in your in your house right now is there stuff you need to let go Is there stuff that even now God's prompted you in saying, look, you really need to let that go. You need to deal with that. What's happening in your house right now? Are the windows clean? Can you see out? Or do you need a bit of Windex and spray and wipe to have a look through that? Have a look inside the oven and see whether there's any greasy stuff in there that really needs to be dealt with. How is your spiritual home? You can start playing right Maybe you've got some stuff cluttering up your life. It's not necessarily bad in and of itself. But it's holding you back from the next thing that God wants you to have. So as, as, the, as the band plays, we're going to open up the, the... As the band's playing, we're going to ask you right now, If you need prayer for something that you're having trouble cleaning up, 
If you need prayer for, to help get the declutter and the spring clean started, I invite you to come up and let someone pray with you. Because you know what? God's in the, in, the, in the business of cleaning up. Psalm 51.10, create in me a clean heart. Is your heart clean? Is your spiritual life clean? So I invite you this morning, tonight to come up if you need to.